This week on Time Space Mind, I go to Maury Island, the alleged first place a UFO was spotted in the US, and somebody was injured and a dog was killed. Will I see a UFO? I don't know, because I'm filming this beforehand, but join me and suspend your disbelief throughout this. Hello, welcome back to Time Space Mind, episode two. I am in line for the ferry right now. I'm going to Maury Island. So what exactly happened on Maury Island? Well, it wasn't exactly on Maury Island. It was in the, the harbor between Tacoma, Washington, and Maury Island in the, uh, the Puget Sound, pretty close to Seattle, just a little bit south. So a Tacoma Harbor Patrol ship went out on June 21st, 1947, and they went to the Maury Island Harbor, the Quartermaster Harbor. There they saw six UFOs, one of which dropped rocks on their boat, injuring Harold Dahl's 15-year-old son and killing his dog. Harold Dahl reported this to his boss at Tacoma Harbor Patrol, and he went back to Maury Island the next day, and he allegedly saw a UFO. Now, I want to add some additional context to all of this because this isolated incident is very crazy, but when you look at everything around it, it becomes a little bit less crazy. In 1947, there was a countrywide flying saucer craze. It all started off with Kenneth Arnold, who was a, a pilot who went over the Cascades because he was looking for a broken down airplane that fell into the cascades and as he was flying he saw nine flying saucers traveling at supersonic speeds faster than he thought was possible he initially didn't realize that they were traveling that fast but he did calculations when he landed and found that they were traveling at supersonic speeds and this was right after world war ii we had not developed supersonic airplanes at this point and so, it's just kind of interesting. All right, just a little bit more context on this whole 1947 flying saucer craze. So on June 24th, Kenneth Arnold saw, over the Cascade Mountains, nine saucer-like aircrafts. That same day, June 24th, the Idaho Lieutenant Governor also witnessed flying objects. From June 26th to June 28th, there were nationwide reports of bright objects in the sky flying at supersonic speeds particularly in the Pacific Northwest. For example, a photographer E.H. Sprinkle attempted to take photos of nine bright objects on June 26th. June 27th, there were sightings from a housewife in Bremerton, a home builder in Bellingham, a motorist and his family from Wenatchee, a couple from Salem, Oregon, and a woman from Yakima. June 28th, press covered reports from a mother and a son in Seattle, 
three airport employees in Cedar City, a family near Boise, an optometrist in El Paso, a dentist in Silver City, and a railroad engineer in Joliet, all claiming to have seen flying discs. Now, a few days later, July 4th, United Airlines Flight 105 saw nine unidentified objects flying past them. Believing them to be aircraft, the captain, Captain Smith, flashed the plane's landing lights, intending to alert the objects, which he described as smooth on the bottom and rough appearing on top. This story was corroborated by both the, the co-pilot, Ralph Stevens, and the stewardess, Marty Morrow. Now, July 8, 1947 is when the Roswell incident happened, when apparently a flying saucer crashed into a ranch in Corona, New Mexico. The U.S. government officially came out and said it was just a weather balloon, but given the entire context of everything going on, I don't know of any weather balloons that can go at supersonic speeds, so I find this explanation a little bit lacking. Maybe it was that for Roswell, but it doesn't explain all the other incidents. Going back to the Maury Island incident, this happened on June 21st, but it wasn't investigated until late July. Kenneth Arnold, the first person to report the UFOs on June 24th, was essentially hired to go to Tacoma and interview Harold Dahl and Fred Crisman. So, on July 29, 1947, in room 502 of the Winthrop Hotel in Tacoma, Washington, Harold Dahl relayed the story of the Maury Island incident to Kenneth Arnold. Harold Dahl actually brought a fragment of one of the rocks that fell on his boat and killed his dog and injured his 15-year-old son. And Harold said, and there must be about 20 tons more of it over on the shores of Maury Island. So upon seeing all of this, Kenneth Arnold decided to contact the, the intelligence official Frank Brown. So Brown arrived at Arnold's hotel in Tacoma along with Captain William L. Davidson. Davidson and Brown conducted a few interviews, collected fragments, and then flew out of the McCord Air Force Base. In the early morning on August 1st, the B-25 Mitchell that the two officers were in crashed, allegedly carrying fragments from UFOs. They were not the only two people on the plane. According to the Bureau of Aircraft Accidents Archives, about 15 minutes into the flight, the left engine caught fire, smoke spread into the cabin, Two passengers bailed out, one crew member and one mysterious hitchhiker. Out of control, the aircraft dove into the ground and crashed into a pasture about 15 miles east of Kelso, Washington. Both the people who bailed were able to walk away, but the pilots, Davidson and Brown, the investigators, were killed in the crash. Obviously, it's a conspiracy theory, and I wouldn't have really believed it until I heard about MKUltra. And when the U.S. government, specifically the CIA, was actually secretly drugging citizens with LSD for mind control. I don't know if you can really trust the government from hiding things from you after that, personally. And I'm not saying that they're out to get us. It could be quite the opposite. But what is pretty interesting is that my last podcast, my first episode, it got 67 downloads last time I checked. And of those 67, 16 were from Spanaway, Washington, which is the town directly adjacent to the Joint Base Lewis-McChord Army Air Force Base, the closest air base to me. Kind of odd. And I'm not saying that there's men in black watching me or anything, but I enjoy speculating on 
things that we don't necessarily understand, like UFOs and like consciousness. Now, going back to consciousness from my first episode, if humans are the neurons of the collective conscious or unconscious of humanity, then we can tap into that through art, I believe. And if that's true, then there are some hidden messages in art, and you just have to kind of put two and two together. And one of my favorite pieces of art growing up was Treasure Planet, a Disney recreation of Treasure Island, which was a very famous book. And if we go back to my analogy of Noah's Ark being not a ship in the ocean, but a ship in space, then Treasure Island could be a treasure planet. And maybe that's our planet. Maybe our planet is some sort of treasure, some sort of preserved collection of life. Who knows? So, a very popular trope in stories is a lighthouse. Um, specifically, a lighthouse on an island, a spooky island. And there's a lighthouse on the point of Maury Island. And that's where I'm going. And it's called Point Robinson. And I think that has some significance. If you look at some examples, Meet the Robinsons was about a family in the future. Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate, Batman and Robin. Even in uh, my favorite TV show growing up, How I Met Your Mother, Ted Mosby and Robin. And there's a lighthouse in How I Met Your Mother too, where Ted Mosby actually proposes to his future wife, the mother of How I Met Your Mother. Another example is Shutter Island, one of my favorite movies directed by Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. It's about an investigation and spoiler alert, the ending is Leonardo DiCaprio realizing that he himself is crazy and that happens in a lighthouse. Another example is Annihilation with Natalie Portman and she encounters an alien at a lighthouse at the end of the movie. Another example is The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard it's kind of strange. I don't know. A final example is In the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf, set in the Isle of Skye in Scotland, which makes a good scotch, but that's besides the point. We'll see what happens when I get there. All right, I'm out on the ferry now. It's frankly a really beautiful day. I think that's Vashon Island. Then over there is Maury Island. You can't really see the lighthouse, I don't think, from here. But that's where I'm heading. Damn, the mountain's out. Look, Mount Rainier. Beautiful. What a gorgeous day. Oh, and we're moving now. Look at that. Alright, made it to the island. Well, Vashon Island. Still have to go around the Quartermaster Harbor and then over the man-made little bridge to get to Mori Island. It is 3.16 p.m. I just made it to the lighthouse. So, I got out of the car and walked through the short forest path to the lighthouse at the tip of Mori Island and saw just a normal park. 
It was really a, a nice park around a decommissioned lighthouse with children playing, an elderly couple walking, a dog swimming. I didn't see a UFO that day, or maybe I did and I just wasn't aware of it. But obviously the most likely scenario is that nothing out of the ordinary happened and I had just a really nice day. I went on a relaxing drive through the Cascade foothills to go on a ferry across the Puget Sound to a nice, well-maintained park. I saw a coyote when I was on my drive, I saw a seal when I was on the ferry, and at the end of it all, I got to watch the sunset and the light illuminate Mount Rainier. I mean, that sounds like a great day to me. Just because I didn't see anything out of the ordinary doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't anything there out of the ordinary. Maybe there was an alien there after all. And if you made it this far listening to me ramble on, thank you. And you may be thinking, this guy is kind of delusional, not thinking clearly, but I'm just having fun. I don't understand why everybody has to be so judgmental. I understand why my parents are judgmental. I think it's because they care, partially. I think it's also partially because everyone else is looking at them like, hey, Tom's just a bum, Tom's this, Tom's that, Tom's this. Tom's me, bro. Let me be me. When is that gonna start?